Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today on this Sunday morning. I'd like to continue on with our look in the book of Philippians because it relates to things that happen in our churches today, something that was kind of strange going on in the life of Paul. Remember, we're in chapter 1 of Philippians, and Paul is saying that his circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. You say, how can that be? He was in prison. How could being thrown in prison cause the gospel to have to go forth greater and stronger? Well, he told us two things happened. Number one, he was able to reach the people of Caesar's household, the whole praetorian guard. He was able to reach some of the most powerful, influential people in the world because he was in this prison in Rome. It was probably a house arrest type situation, but this was what he was able to do. But secondly, he said this, that a lot of the brothers, having far more courage because of his imprisonment, were motivated to preach the gospel without fear. They captured boldness from Paul and from Paul's spirit of suffering with a good spirit, a good attitude. He wasn't complaining, wasn't saying, oh, I can't do it now. It seemed like he believed that one door that Satan tried to close, God realized, he realized God would open another door. And so he kept the faith, he persevered, he was strong, and look what happened. But something else happened that was kind of strange as well. Who were these other people preaching the gospel? Let's go to Philippians chapter 1 and look at what it says. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I'm appointed for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than from pure motives, thinking to cause me distress in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Now, I don't know about you, but I look at this and I say, wow, I mean, that's like, that's the flesh. That's the sinful nature. That's pride. Uh, how, I mean, God, I would not want to be one of those people on Judgment Day and stand before God and realize that I'm, I, I had been proclaiming Christ in order to irritate the Apostle Paul while he's in prison. My goodness. Well, sometimes I think it's easy for me to look back on the early church and not realize they had problems just like we have problems. Because in our day and age, there's also people who seem to be proclaiming the gospel, not out of the most purest of motives, but out of a competitive spirit or desire to be better than others. I know that we're all tempted to be competitive like this. And 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 you maybe you're in sales or maybe you're in business or maybe your kids are in sports and we all want to be the best. We all want to win. We all want to have that competitiveness. But if it becomes obsessive and especially if it invades into our Christian life so that it really becomes more about us than about God and God's kingdom, that's not good. That's pride. That's what God opposes. That's something God doesn't care for at all. 
But it happened in the New Testament. These were people who were trying to cause Paul distress. Now, we don't know. Maybe they were Judaizers who were, who were hoping to Con, uh, the, the people Paul had led to Christ, and they wanted to get him under the law. I don't know. It says they're proclaiming Christ. But Paul seemed to say, what was his attitude? His attitude was the kingdom is growing. The people are being saved. Christ is being proclaimed. And in this, I will rejoice, and I'll be happy. Even if someone's trying to cause me distress, I'm still going to be rejoicing because Jesus is being exalted. He had the spirit of John the Baptist who said of Jesus, he must increase and I must decrease. What a spirit. What an attitude. These men of God, Jesus must increase and I must decrease. We see that this same, shall we say, competitive spirit of wanting to build my group instead of the greater kingdom of God, but just being focused on my church or my group, it seemed to be present in in, uh, Corinth as well. Look at what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and the same judgment. For I've been informed by Chloe's I've informed concerning you, my brethren, by Chloe's people, that there are quarrels among you. There's disputes. There seem, maybe there's even fighting. I don't know. Maybe hopefully it's just verbal at the worst. What's he mean? Now, now I mean this, that each one is saying, I'm of Paul, and I'm of Apollos, and I have Cephas, or Peter, and I have Christ. Wait a minute. Has Christ been divided? Paul wasn't crucified for you, was he? Or are you baptized in the name of Paul? Good questions. Good questions. We can easily think that Christianity is just our way, our denomination, our churches, our church, our movement. No, my brothers and sisters, God is working in a lot of ways in a lot of different people who have a lot of different ideas. They're proclaiming Christ. They're loving Christ. They may not they may not fit in our church. They may not feel comfortable in our church. I don't know. We might have different music or a different teaching style or different emphasis. But God is at work in their lives as well. And you might not feel comfortable in their church. Ultimately, you might love them, hopefully. But you might say, you know, I don't like the music there. I don't like the, the, uh, the teaching style or I don't like whatever. But still, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And Christ is the one who drew us together. And God doesn't want us to have this divisiveness. Now, let me say this. Obviously, you ought to think your church is the the best church you can go to. You ought to be happy about it, proud about it. You ought to proud in a righteous way. You ought to be, you ought to love your the people there. And you ought to have a spirit of saying, I wish everybody came here. I would love to see everybody in our church because it's done so much good for me. And I think people need what I have here. And I'd and you want others to come to your church. That's so important. However, don't let that become a competitiveness that then if someone goes to a different church, you're jealous, you're envious, you're upset, you're bothered. You, you, you think you've got to get them from that church into your church. I'm not talking about a cult group here. I'm talking about a bona fide Christian church that some, for whatever reason, they're preferring to go there, 
that you guard your own heart. Because what we need to do is have a spirit of being joyful because we're all in this together. Ultimately, there's really one church. We meet in different uh, places. We can't all meet in the same facility. There's too many of us. And there are different styles of worship or teaching or, or different things that people feel more comfortable in certain settings. Rejoice at what God is doing in another church, in another group, and rejoice at what God is doing in your group. Work hard to build your church, no doubt about it, but rejoice when God is building another church as well. When the disciples had, they, they kind of ran into this question. They said to Jesus in John, excuse me, in Luke chapter 9, and he said this, uh, John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow along with us. But Jesus said, do not hinder him. For he who is not against you is for you. Brothers and sisters, there are all kinds of churches out there. We don't need to compete with them. We don't need to. What we need to do is rejoice at what God is doing with them and what God is doing with us, like Paul did when he said, I will rejoice. I will rejoice that Christ is being proclaimed. Is there competitiveness in church leaders? You bet there is. Is it of the flesh? Usually, almost always. If you use, if you compare yourselves with others in order to be inspired and motivated and you rejoice with them, that's fine. But Jesus said, or Paul said, we're without wisdom if we compare ourselves with one another. God has given us different gifts. There's all different kinds of churches. Some people prefer a big mega church. Some people prefer a smaller church. Some people want to be in a church where everybody knows everybody. Some people want to be in a church where that's not important. There's all kinds of different churches to reach all kinds of different people. And in all this, we do rejoice. We make sure that we don't have this spirit of competitiveness that, uh, that, that thinks it's got to be our way or else. That's what Paul is facing. What's the solution? How do you get over this? Well, it's like he said here, the Christ is proclaimed, and in this I will rejoice. You see, the, this competitiveness comes when we think there's only so many Christians to go around and we want our church to be bigger. If there's only a thousand Christians around and there's 10 churches and 500 of them are going to one and the other nine have to split the other 500, you might think, oh, that's not fair. Well, what's the solution? Go get more Christians. Go preach the gospel. Go proclaim Christ. Let me tell you, Churches need to get beyond thinking the way we grow is by transfer growth. The way we grow is by people who are dissatisfied with their church and they're going to see our church better. That's the consumer church mentality. That's the mentality of thinking we're here just to give to you and, and kind of like we're a restaurant. I hope you like what we offer and stop going there, start coming to ours. That's the flesh. That's not right. Folks, our churches need to be the way we need to get over this competitiveness or jealousy is, let's say this, we're going to build our church by preaching Christ and winning people to to Christ, to salvation. Now, listen, if someone transfers into your church, that's not wrong. If you transfer into someone, that's not wrong. But when that becomes our focus, I think we lose sight of the Great Commission. We need to be preaching Christ, seeing people saved, making the pie bigger, shall we say, so that all of our churches can be growing and fruitful, and bring glory to God. Amen? Let's pray about it. Father in heaven, 
We want to thank you that for the way you bless every one of us. We thank you for our church. We thank you for each one of us having a body that we can be involved with. We pray, Father, our churches would grow. We pray we'd be seeing people saved. We pray, Lord, that, we would, that we'd proclaim Christ, and from that there'd be great fruit. And we think of other churches in our area, and we pray the same for them. We pray, Lord, that we ask the whole kingdom would grow. What you're doing is so far beyond what any one local body could do. And so, Lord, bless our church and bless that other church down the road and bless them in our city. We're asking for cities and states and nations, Father. Take so much more than any one of us could ever do. Mobilize your people, we pray. Raise up your church. And might we rejoice wherever we see Christ being proclaimed and people coming to him and disciples being made. And we pray and we bless you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for joining along with me today. We come here every day to get in the Word of God, 8.30 a.m. live. And if you're here live, you can be in the chat, meet new people, share prayer requests, and pray for others. We'd love to have you there. But you can also watch later in the day or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But we want to be in the Word of God every day. Not just once a week, not just when you feel like it, but we want to be in every day. If that's what you want to do, I hope you will join us. Come here, like the video, subscribe to the channel, post on your social media, share with your friends. Let's grow our group together. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.